I'm Angela Konkin. And I'm your why guy, Jerry Visca. Welcome to our podcast. Inspiring one million whys together. Woohoo! <laughs> so who's Jerry? Well, he's formally educated in architecture, a branding expert, author of 18 books, and today focuses all of his awesome creative energy on helping people answer the only question that matters. Why do I exist? Don't forget, love, I've also toured 11 countries inspiring thousands of people. Oh yeah, I forgot. And Angela happens to be the love of my life. Thanks, love. So, who's Angela? She's a trained life and leadership coach, but today focuses her energies not just on me, but on helping people train their brain through the power of meditation and, of course, touring the world with me on this inspiring mission of One Million Wise. I like to call myself the fluffy sidekick. Together, we're inspiring one million whys in the world. I help you ignite your deeper why, which, of course, I define as the world helped by you. And I help you live it, baby, by training and conditioning your mind. So this podcast is where we thought it would be cool to share more of us and the energy of this big, fat, audacious vision of inspiring one million whys. And how it all comes to life through this magical thing called why time. We'll also share how we do this together with each other, which is what I love. It's amazing. I love doing this with you, Jerry. But most importantly, this vision can only come to life together with you because we can't do it alone. And that's why we're sharing it. So thanks for tuning in. So welcome to our second podcast. Are you excited? I'm very, I'm always excited about this podcast. (laughs) So this podcast is all about how we've lost ourselves in the doing. So today we're just going to kick it off by talking about our own experience and how we were both doing machines. So do you want to start off the conversation, love? I love no longer being a doing machine, love. Me too. Um, For so long, I don't know about listeners, but I was defined by doing. And the last time I looked in the mirror, I think I saw a human being, but we've been defined by doing, you know, chasing more, climbing more, pursuing more. And I find that the more and more that I stepped into my deeper why and help others as part of this vision to inspire one million whys, you know, it really hit me hard that it's more about being versus doing. Mm, I love how you say that, how we were, we're not human doings, we're human beings, and we have lost ourselves in the doing and achieving and accumulating, and uh, we both did that, didn't we, for a very long time? Very long. It's easy to get lost, and I'm not saying that doing isn't required, but there are Uh, what I call the right actions, the inspired actions. And I think it's all about being in an inspired state because when you're in that inspired state, what starts to show up is really inspired actions. But certainly for me, if we were to transport back in time, 17, 20 years ago, I tell you right now, you would find an intensely uh, intense human doing machine for sure. And were you happy? No, it, you know, it's interesting. I thought I was happy, but deep down there was a sadness, a loneliness, a disconnection. 
a longing for an understanding. And I didn't quite understand what that longing was. But of course, now, as my wise future self, I understand that that pursuit and that chasing and leaning my ladder up um, delusional walls, I think, of grandeur didn't lead to the fulfillment that my soul was truly seeking, which was the just realization that I'm here for a purpose and that actually I have one. Mm -hmm. I know for me, the doing, the constant doing that I found myself in, uh, that state that I found myself in for probably about 18 to 20 years as well, kept feeding into this belief, not just that I have as a human being, but I know we all have, that we're never enough, and we don't deserve. You know, I think those are two core beliefs we all have. So I know when in my past life, I like to say when I was in the corporate world and I was raising my kids and I was achieving and doing, it just always felt like I was never doing enough and I was always crossing off lists. And that made, I guess it gave me a temporary sense that I was enough, but that was always really fleeting. And I would always have to be doing more. Like it was crazy. Some people say, Ange, I remember you in that past life where you would literally be vacuuming and people would still be in your home, like after a a family celebration or something like that. I just couldn't give myself permission to stop doing. Well, there's a couple different things we're talking about here. It's another reason why I love this podcast. I mean, there's the doing around just everyday life and the need to relax and the need to balance. And I think that's an area that you're very, very, very good at, especially on co- on the coaching of that. The doing side for me around this podcast, I think, you know, the more and more why time that I see, love, I don't, I don't think people feel they have a choice. They mm-hmm. feel that they don't have a choice. You know, recently I had a why time session with someone that knows they're in this life-sucking doing mode in this job quote-unquote that they really detest Mm -hmm. and they're so unhappy but the realization that they've come to was Mm -hmm. um i don't have a choice Mm. you know i have to do this and we do have a choice imagine if none of us felt like our soul didn't have a choice you know, that we were just stuck in whatever we sort of ended up in. You know, every action, every thought leads to the expanded view of your life. And I think we need to take a step back, kind of like we're doing in this podcast, and just share powerful insights with, with others that we are here for a reason. We do have a deeper why. And when we start to just focus on what it is it, what is it I truly want to be, you know, it's really cool. I bet if I asked you when you were a little girl, which wasn't that long ago, you know, what did you want to be when you grew up? You know, how did you want to be? And that's what we used to ask kids. What do you want to be? We never asked, hey, what do you want to do for a living? Mm. It's what do you want to be? Yeah, we did. When we were kids, we all said, what do you want to be when you grow up? (laughs) I want to be someone who, you know, helps the world. That's the kind of answers that, and you're like, oh my God, Johnny, that's so cute. Okay. And then years later, Johnny's a teenager. And then that changes to, hey, you better get a job. You better focus on an education, Johnny. What do you mean? Well, none of this daydreaming stuff anymore. It's time for you to really focus on your career because it's about making money. Yeah. And then everybody 
then we get onto these paths that are very quickly defined for us, not by ourselves usually, but by others around us, whether that's our school systems or the systems out there in general. But you just hit it right in the nose, right there. Mm -hmm. We're defined by the doing. We actually become so defined by it that we forget who we really are. Mm -hmm. We forget why we're here, and we forget that we actually can live through joy, live through service to others, live through meaningful outcomes in our lives that have nothing to do with becoming a doing machine. And, you know, I know that's the reason why we're using a podcast like this to spread the energy of uh, this message because a lot of this really resonates with people in their hearts but we've just lost ourselves so much in the doing that we just need a little help and I know I needed that help I was that doing machine Um, I was lost I was unfulfilled I was uh, unhappy And when I encounter human beings on our path now that are feeling the same way, I have so much empathy and compassion for how we're destroying ourselves in the doing. You're the most compassionate person I've ever met, love. (laughs) Something you teach me all the time. Well, I think compassion comes from understanding uh, another human being because you've been there yourself. So, And it's the greatest thing that you can offer another human being is compassion, not judgment. Judgment just puts up barriers to growth. And because you've been there yourself, the details might be different of our lives, but we've all been there, lost, unfulfilled, constantly going, going, going. We're exhausted. I meet so many human beings on this path that are simply exhausted and they're deeply disconnected to themselves. But I'm fired up, love. I got to tell you. Are you? <laughs> I'm so fired up because I wake up every morning with an inspired thought. Mm. I wake up with a feeling that, oh, this is a really cool action to take. And I I want that for everyone. Yeah. I want that for everyone because when you wake up in that inspired state, that's that way of being. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this really cool way, like this podcast, starts to show up. And then you have a choice in that moment. You could say my favorite line. I'll wait for someday. Someday I'll get to that. I'll wait till the kids are a bit older or I'll wait till the mortgage is paid off. But the, I don't know, there's just something so cool about being in an inspired state and then taking action on only a few things that really light you up. I love that. And I know you talk about that so much in all of your why work, but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. So we're going to talk a little bit more which I love because we get so excited about this. Angela always keeps me on track. We can't help but get ahead of ourselves. If you could see her right now, she's poking me. (laughs) But I wanted Jerry to just share a little bit more about what he sees during Y time. Because Y time, as we shared in our first podcast, is a it really is how our vision of 1 million Ys comes to life. It's everything we do is called Y time, but some of the really special why time that occurs is the one-on-one conversations that Jerry gifts with another human being, quote unquote. And you see some, re- you see some really uh, beautiful things show up and you have so much empathy and compassion yourself 
uh, during Y time. So what are you seeing out there? Well, first of all, Y time is a conversation with someone's soul. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the most powerful way that's ever been ignited in my in my brief lifetime of this earth. You are the one that actually, let's just give you credit for that. So okay. you got to give Y time to people. <laughs> and do you want to talk a bit about that? before I kind of answer that question, because it's a good question. Well, I think I shared that in our first podcast, but it is a great thing to bring up. You know, Jerry was doing all this work around why before he even knew it was that. He called it igniting your essence, your brand essence, the deeper reason for your being. And I was seeing how human beings were just coming to life. And the first time I experienced it, The only thing I could remark was, oh my goodness, I want some of that. I was seeking aliveness. I was so numbed out and lost in my doing, achieving, crossing off my lists world that I felt lost and I felt numbed out and like my life was flashing by. But then when I saw what you were helping other beings, human beings feel this sense of being ignited with life, their life, their life purpose. And that's a really hard thing to get to. It's not something, you know, your life purpose isn't about six easy steps and something that just happens in an overnight workshop. But this one-on-one conversation with your soul, you're really getting to it. So that's why I said, you got to give Y time. So I didn't think it was possible, first of all, just to just to kind of summarize that, to be able to deliver Y time, which was this one-on-one conversation with people that would buy my three latest books. And I just didn't think it was possible, one, to be able to schedule that much Y time. But the more and more to answer your question that what has shown up for me is every single person always that decides to, first of all, accept the Y time as a gift, because not everyone does. The ones that don't actually say to me when they eventually do come, well, I wanted to have it all figured out. Mm. Um, but if you had it all figured out, then you would have had it all figured out. So, you know, be easy on yourself. You don't have to have it all figured out. But the first question that they asked me is, I want to know what I should be doing. You know, I did white time yesterday. I want to know what I should be doing. And I always preface that with, write this down. Are you ready? Write this down. My why is a way of being. Mm. And my why ignites the way. So I'm not here to tell you what you should be doing because the doing has nothing to do with the being. So that's what shows up for me right off the bat is people want to know what they should be doing because we're defined as we circle back to that by the doing. And we've been we've been deeply conditioned around the doing. How human of us, I always say. So So I give them some context just so you know. Yeah. I give them context and they always love this context. Can I give you this context? Mm-hmm. Sure. And I always take them back to years ago I didn't have a wide guy like me showing up. Maybe that's a good thing, bugging my ass on a Tuesday morning <laughs> at eleven o'clock with these incredible questions that are bringing me to tears within the first ten seconds. And then they apologize for that. But I sa- I shared with them, love that I remember this like it was yesterday. I remember pulling off the side of the road and just, this is when I was an intense doing machine and I was not happy, very overweight, very, very unhappy. And I just asked myself, and it was like I was having a conversation with my soul and I could hear it asking me, Jerry, what are you seeking? And I just broke out in tears and I said, inspiration. And that was at a time when I was not inspired or inspiring. 
And I just decided to become it. Mm. I decided to become the very thing I was seeking love. Yeah. And let's face it, this is a very uh, different way of thinking, okay? This way of being. We are so defined in the doing. What's well, a divergent way of thinking? Maybe, <laughs> divergent. Maybe, maybe we were meant to think that way, but it's seen as being crazy, right? Yeah. Hey, it's the crazy ones that change the world. So we're going to talk more in future podcasts about how your why, your deeper why, is actually a way of being. That's Angela's way of keeping me on track. It is. (laughs) And not another doing, because this is something that shows up in why time, as Jerry said, that people always ask, and how human, what should I be doing? And that is because we're so deeply defined by it. And, but your why is a way of being. So as I said, we're going to talk about that more in depth. But, you know, another thing I'm seeing, love, uh, on a coaching front with my meditation work is that we're destroying ourselves in the doing, you know, in terms of feeling unhappy, a lack of fulfillment. But we're do- destroying our human spirit. We're also destroying the world around us. This doing, achieving, accumulating more you know, and it's not serving the world. Like, let's just sit back and just think about that. What do you think? Well, that's a big, that's a big one because I think what's happening is we're choosing when you don't know who you are when you don't really don't know why you're really here. And that is, you're right. There is a lot of compassion that's showing up. Certainly you've, you've ignited that in me is people will choose to follow a path that is very unconscious. And that leads to more and more unconscious thinking, more unconscious doing, and that leads to fear. And what's happening in the world is there's a lot of people filled with fear because they they don't know who they are. So they're choosing to, instead of facing their deeper why, really facing it, facing everything and rising and rising through this noise to become the light they were born to be, they're choosing to face it, to, to forget who they really are and run away. And they're running towards these mirages. And that's why you're seeing so much um, unhappiness, lack of fulfillment, divorce, obesity, disconnection. I'll just eat my feelings, right? There's always going to be uh, chocolate sundaes and, uh, you know. Soft serve ice cream. <laughs> soft serve ice cream. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead. Eat your, eat your feelings. That'll, that'll, uh, that'll be good. But I think when you start to love, and I'm talking more and more about love. My whole theme this week is love because I don't think we are taught how to embrace this gift of love, loving who I really am, loving the fact that I was here to inspire others without knowing what the F I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And you always talk about, you don't need to know. You don't need to know what the hell you're doing. And I think I wrote a book on it because I was trying to get across that I never knew what the hell I was doing, but I always knew why, which Mm -hmm. was to inspire. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I wasn't the why guy. I was this creative coach, Candace creative coach that existed to inspire people like you to action. That's all I cared about was to inspire you to take action. And of course, the more and more that I saw that happening, I realized that the only thing that was moving you into action, love, and others was knowing why you were here. Mm. Because when that happened, it was like a fire burning inside of you. This fiery passion all of a sudden was like, boom, and the dragon was awake. Yeah. And so... You're not, we're talking about inspired action here, you know, because when people come to why time, again, that question they ask you is, what do I do? How do I do it? 
and immediately their busy mind goes there. But you know what I've noticed. You know what I've noticed lately mm-hmm. is because it, it ties in your question. What's showing up more and more that people are sharing their white time. Guess what? The questions aren't in the beginning anymore. What should I be doing? You know what it is. What they know so and so had why time. So now they're asking me. I really want to know why I'm here mm. before my time runs out. And I find that being more profound. It's a shift because I'm I'm finding right away that I can zero in on a conversation with their soul immediately within seconds because they're actually leading with that. Like I can feel their intention wanting to know why. It's Jerry's superpower. <laughs> we all have a superpower. And mine is to, uh, I call myself the, uh, well, someone else maybe called it the whisperer, is just to whisper the words of why into your heart, into your soul. Yeah. And then you take it and put it into their mind. And I think when you have your heart and you have your mind and you have your soul all focused on this one powerful intention, this one, I call it the invitation, the invitation to knowing why you're here. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool stuff. You know, I love it when people come th- during why time and I see it. Sometimes I'm there in the presence of it um, because our condo is is kind of cute and cozy. And I hear almost on the other end of the line, this human being kind of like exhaling, like they're taking a deep breath when you reveal to them why they're really here. Well, I always prepare them. Um, first of all, it's a very confidential conversation and it's, there's always my headphones so nobody can hear it. But I think Angela, you hear the expressions from me because I always prepare somebody. Are you ready to, um, to reveal for the reveal? And they'll be like, yeah, I'm ready. And I'm like, no, you're not ready. So I'll get them to take a big, (laughs) deep breath. I'm like, are you ready? Because it's going to bring you to tears. And this is why you exist. And I always start off with, this is why you exist. And they're like, oh, I love that. Yeah, and, I, and it's funny. You ever go to these parties, love? And it's my biggest pet peeve. And people are like, hey, what do you do? What do you do for a living? That's why I avoid networking events. Don't ever invite Jerry and I to a party if you, if it's a, well, if it's well, a networking event and we're just all focused on what we do, what we do for a living. Because Jerry will never ask you no, that. Actually, I would say, do invite, I always say invite us to a party. Because okay, if you invite us to a party and it is a networking event, you'll see Angela and I pausing on one or two people for the whole night. And it'll be a conversation about your passion. You know, what gets you leaping out of bed? What's your joy? And and it's funny because if you ask people that question, they hate answering it. Just watch their body language. People and, and everybody in white time says, yeah, I know what you mean. I hate that question. <laughs> I'm like, because we're not defined by our doing. We are, this is who I am. So I always lead off with, I exist too. And the way I would answer that for me is to help you answer the only question that matters. Why am I here? And I think the more and more you lead that way. So that's where, you know, when you start to fill in the blank, I exist too. And it would be great to see a whole shift in the education system that you would graduate with a report card that said, I exist too. Can you imagine? Oh my God. I would love that. Instead of us, uh, we can do a whole whole podcast on our education system. They couldn't fit me into their, uh, that's why I'm divergent. They could not fit me in into a mold. I love how Jerry's report cards all say that Jerry talked too much. Yeah. And he I was, asked why all the time. And he was constantly going around helping, helping other 
kids. I get in trouble for all the things that that was my soul's reason for being. And today, what does Jerry do? He's a speaker. He loves to inspire. And he loves to help other people. You know how many corners I, I stood in? Yeah. And kids would make fun of me. they put me on the bad bench right in front of the principal's office. What school has a bad bench? <laughs> Why was I on the bad bench? Because I talked too much. Because I wanted to help others. And I didn't pay attention to my own work. And it's amazing what we have done, what we've created in this world. You know, we truly believe that every human being, human soul, was born knowing why they exist. Every single being. And then along the way, we become defined by this doing. We get put into pathways and that disenchanted pathways, ones that are not in any way aligned with our deeper why, why we really are here. And then all of a sudden in our 40s, we're like lost, unfulfilled. Oh my goodness, numbed out to life. And I really believe that if we had one year to live or however long, none of us know. How many many things would just drop off your to-do list? So that ties back to what Angela was saying, which I love, about, you know, how she would be vacuuming and having to do this and having to do that. And now I look at Angela and she still vacuums, but she meditates (laughs) every morning. She pauses, she reads, she does yoga, she breathes. I walk in nature. She sees her life. And I love that. And that's why I call this Why Love the World Help by You. And people always pause and ask me, oh, I love that. Why do, you, why do you say it that way? The Why World Help by You. Because the world will be helped by all of us when we're all reaching out, inspiring one another to answer that foundational question. Why is my soul here? Because see that light force, which I write about, as you know, in, in, in the new transformational work, Why Am I Here?, The light force never dies. That light force continues in every lifetime. Mm -hmm. That light force of who you really are. And it begins to wake you up. And we call that the wake-up call. When you are really off track, it's going to wake you up. Yeah, I love it. I love all this. You know, and what I love about all of this work around your light force, why you really exist, the geeky part of me that's kind of you know, uh, inspired by science, this is all starting to be supported by what we call spiritual science, quantum physics, all these different realms are supporting that we really are beings of light and meant for a deeper purpose, but it's really hard to get to, let's face it. Well, we've created a physical world, which ties in what you were saying about doing machines. We become a physical machine We've everything you see in this world, all the physical, we lead with the physical. Everything is physical. Everything, relationships, the built form. I mean, that's, look at, it's so ironic that I studied architecture, which it's funny because the spiritual side of architecture, which I haven't heard many architects talk about, but there are a few, is what inspired me, love. If we led more, and we have a choice, we always do. If we lead more that we're spiritual beings first, What's going to happen is we're going to put less emphasis on the big flat screen TV Mm. um, or changing your iPhone every three months or, you know, putting a a bigger Hummer in your garage or getting a bigger garage for that matter. I don't know. I think if we just step back and say, hey, why are you really here? And that's what I care about. And that's why I love doing this with you, because I love igniting someone's soul. And I love looking at you and watching 
what happens when they take it into their science geeky mind. Well, they live it through their mind because we say that once your deeper why is ignited, the only thing that's really going to get in your way is that crazy monkey mind. And also, once the brain and mind are calmer, you actually begin to feel these elevated emotions and your brain's actually connecting with your heart. So that's what gets Pretty me fired cool up. Stuff. It's so cool. But, you know, let's talk a little bit about when we talk about how we're lost, we've lost ourselves in the doing. Some of you out there might interpret that as, well, what am I supposed to do? Just sit on the couch like a slug and not do anything? Well, I, I just sat there. I just sat there. Well, you know what? If I look at Jerry, he probably creates, he doesn't call it doing. No. He probably creates more, and not that it's all about quantity, in an hour or even 15 minutes than anybody I've ever met. And well, it's, be- it's quantum creation. Well, it's all it's that, of course. It's quantum creation. Well, it's aligned. It's aligned it, with my being. It's inspired action. Yeah. He takes inspired action. Every day, like I literally hear him, you know, yelling in the shower because he's so excited to be alive. And he takes inspired action. So when you're doing that, love, you talk about how you almost lose all track of time. Yes, it's a very good insight. And that's one of the reasons why I love it. Angela keeps me on track with these podcasts. (laughs) She's the creative director for the podcast. Once you know why you're here and you set out and you cast out a very powerful intention of what you want others to experience, that's it. That's how easy it is. Mm -hmm. We call that the outcome. And when you start to just become that and at least have the intention to become it, what happens is you'll get an inspired thought. An example, I realized that it was time for me to, to go deeper with my writing. That was an inspired thought. It was time to become a novelist. Now, I know there's a title to that, novelist, but at the end of the day, I wanted to, to write more profound work that through a story, through an inspired journey, that would help people see themselves through the story. And I use that as an example where I've never written novels before. So you're right. I... It's aligned all of a sudden, and a year or six months will go by, and I'll look and I'll say, "When did I write eighteen manuscripts?" I don't. I have no memory. There's times where I have no memory. I, I feel like I, I've lost <laughs> myself. I'm like, "What the heck just happened?" In a good way. And I look and I see this creation, and it, 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 it just brings a smile to your face and tears to your eyes because you realize that, yes. You know, this is what creation is all about. Co-creation is about surrendering to the bigger picture. You are here for a reason. An inspired thought comes in, take action on it. And if you take action on it, time is all of a sudden an illusion. It just evaporates because you used to think, well, I I can't write that because I have to go to school for the next four years, spend $80,000, then take all these courses, then maybe I'll write. Yeah. And I just decided to um, kind of fuck with that system a bit. And that's why I'm divergent. You're good at that. (laughs) You're good at fucking with the system. Well, because the system um, doesn't allow you, hence why it's called the system. I don't think human beings are meant to be corralled into a system. How's that working for you? I'll tell you how that's working for you. You'll start seeing books on the shelves and they're called bestsellers with the word fear on it. Mm. And some clown with bad hair 
who wants you to stay in that fear. We're not naming names. <laughs> but it's control, and I don't think human beings are meant to be controlled. Well, I love this whole notion of inspired action and how inspired action is all about an alignment with your deeper why and what you want others to experience. And I know that's really helped me in my creation, love. You've helped me, obviously, a lot in terms of that because one of my creations around the mind is symphonies for the mind. So when I ask myself, love it too, when I ask myself, what do I want others to experience with symphonies for the mind? I want this to be a journey for them because I really believe that growth and greatness is a journey. It's not a one-time shot, a weekend workshop. Uh, It's a journey. So I want this to be a beautiful, inspiring journey. And I also want people to feel so guided and supported and not alone on this journey because I do feel that as we've lost ourselves in the doing, numbed ourselves out to life, we feel so alone. I know what that feels like and I don't want others to feel that way. So when I ask myself that love, all of a sudden the inspired actions that I need to take around this creation, they just show up. I just know what I need to do that day, that moment. I do get very intentional about creation, like I allocate space for that, but I ask myself those questions. And all of a sudden, the actions, the inspired actions show up. It takes time, but you'll start to cultivate this way of being. And it really is an inspired way of being. When you start to cultivate it, you'll know what to listen to. You'll start saying no consciously to things that you used to say yes to. You won't get pulled into other people's kind of jet stream, the ones that are jetting off to the promised land of six figures and six easy steps. And I think what stops most people is they won't listen to the whisper, right? And I write a lot about this recently, why am I here? Because it is a whisper. Because the world has become so noisy, love, that it's a whisper. And when you when you tune in, and symphonies for the mind, I can see why... That's so essential. And so is why time and these why, the why books. Because when you, when you start to train your soul to listen to the whisper, you'll know what to act on with certainty yeah, and belief. And, you know, when we talk about uh, getting lost in, you know, the stuff and what we're accumulating, it's not that you can't enjoy the things of this world. Hey, Jerry and I enjoy travel. We enjoy wine and good food. But we've gotten lost in the accumulation and the stuff. And I love what one of our favorite authors, Eckhart Tolle, says. Enjoy the things of this world, but don't get lost in it. And I think in... Yeah, when you allow... You're right. When you allow the stuff to dictate, oh, I'll just do this because it's going to lead to a financial outcome Mm -hmm. or a physical outcome. That's what stops most people from ever tapping into their why and really seeing the result of it. Because the outcome is never money. The outcome is never financial gain. The outcome is never, I'm not saying it's not important, but when you start to just live with passion and purpose, love with an outcome of helping the world, serving others, guess what? You're going to be more fulfilled. And then you'll, you know, the results, if the results are rising up in certain areas of your life and getting that dream place that you always met, you know, wanted to have, great. But not if you lead with it though. Yeah, yeah. So the last thing I just wanted to talk about, and we're probably going to talk a little bit more about it on 
future podcasts, because I love doing this so far, it's so fun, is people do come to you during Y time and they ask, so what am I supposed to do and how am I supposed to do it? But Jerry often talks about in his books how the way unfolds when you begin stepping into your deeper why. So you want to talk a little bit about that? I love that. If you and I were, I always say, if you and I were to take a time machine back 20 years ago and meet with my younger, extremely attractive self, <laughs> which would look very much like I look like now, and you would say, hey, Jerry, um, I just met your future self, and he's hot, and uh, he's amazing. <laughs> and did you know, like, you're an 18-time author, and you're a novelist, and you're inspiring one million whys across the world. I would say, first of all, you and I need to be together because look at you. <laughs> but I wouldn't believe you. I would think you were so cool, but I wouldn't believe you, love, because the way that was, there was no way that that inspired direction was in my consciousness. And that was my unconscious self, my younger self. And that's where the compassion comes in because I had little kids, I was pursuing and I was trying to be this award-winning architect. And I thought fame and glory was, was the outcomes, financial gain, success. And I realize now in a much more wiser version of me that the only time the way truly unfolded was when I was connected and deeply entrenched and living through my deeper reason for being, my why. That is why your why ignites the way. And when you step into it more and more, like this podcast, the why ignites the way. This mm-hmm. is a very powerful way. Yeah. And hey, we're gonna, you're going to get uncomfortable along the way. That's part of it. Discomfort right? is growth. And growth is the only evidence of life. And we, we resist discomfort. And guess what? When you have to leave everything, leave the comfort of your profession, leave the comfort of a marriage, leave the comfort of a six-figure income, guess what? Discomfort kicks in. But it's necessary. It's a catalyst. Yeah. And you have a choice to rise up. Well, and what does that lead to? New levels of aliveness and fulfillment, the other side of it all, and what I really believe that we're all seeking. When I ask a human being a question on the phone when I'm connecting with them around my work with meditation in the mind, I always ask people, my favorite question to ask is, what do you want to experience with this one wild and precious life that you have? You know what, love, I never hear, I want more stuff, I want the big house, Yeah, I want to be happy. Yeah. I I see this too with both of our work. I I want to be happy. I Mm -hmm. want to have peace. Yeah. I'm like, sure, explain that to me. And it's funny because it's a word, but then when you get them to explain it, oh, I want to. I want to feel free. I, I, mm. I want to just have balance in my life. You know, it's funny you were talking about while we were talking about my younger self. You know, a great comparison of my younger self. Visualize this. Vi- picture this. This is what my younger self was like, running out the door, um, waking up like around eight thirty, rushing out the door, getting into a convoy at Tim Hortons. Um, <laughs> Wolfing down a, you're going to laugh, a uh, triple, triple, triple sugar, triple milk, and eating some fruit explosion sugary muffin. That was my, that was my morning routine, rushing into the, into the traffic, listening to the news. Whereas now, it's an hour of power, waking up at 5.30, being so happy, looking through my vision journal, thanking God for why I'm here, meditating, 
in the breeze or watching a sunrise and then going for a 30 minute run and then reading to you with the most delicious cup of coffee. Yeah. And that's, that didn't just happen overnight. It happened with great intention. As you said, really, um, allowing this deeper why to unfold in your life, which is why we're so inspired by it, which is why we're on this mission of inspired mission Big fat mission of... One million wise, baby. One million wise. It's a big thing. And that's why we say it comes to life together. Uh, Jerry and I doing this work together. We love it. The whole Ignite and helping people live it part. But it comes together with the people that are starting to be drawn towards this vision. And that's why we say together. People that are helping us bring it to life. And that is so magical. So... This was a great conversation. I, I love it. it. So in future podcasts, we're going to be talking to, in a few podcasts, we're going to be interviewing a Y-timer, someone who's had Y-time with Jerry, and how the way is unfolding for this individual, how everything is just expanding, and what that Y-time was like for them. And we'll also go a little bit more in detail on another podcast about this deeper why, the world helped by you. So we'll go a little bit more in depth with that, maybe a lot more in depth, so that you really start to understand the distinction between you know, your why as this profound uh, way of helping the world as opposed to a goal or a reason. Right, love? Love it. So that's our second podcast. We've had, we've had fun and hope you have too. And Join us again. This is Jerry Visca. And Angela Conkin. Take care.